Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. We were supposed to record like two hours ago, but you had like a panic attack. <laughs> well, I, I, the, I, this is not for privacy reasons. I just feel like medical insurance stories are boring to everyone, including the person involved. But um, I got like this. I was like, okay, Mike, I'm ready to record. I'm like, what's this letter right here? And I opened it, and it was my medical insurance saying that they canceled my, they terminated my membership. And I was like, what? And so then I had to like take care of that. It's all taken care of. Uh, an hour later, yeah. It's com- healthcare is very complicated. Who knew? It's very complicated. I know. It's and that was my that was my biggest fear that I have to go on this Obamacare, Trump care, <laughs> which I saw. You know, this is not one of our news stories, but I saw that they're thinking of trying to do single payer system in California. Yeah, that, ugh, I would so go on that. Uh, Gavin Newsom is um, headed to the the governor's mansion. It looks like I don't know. I guess there's a few people that are. Well, I don't like know. this Antonio. I look. I don't like either one of them. To be honest with you, but. Yeah. I like him. I hate him less than I hate Antonio Villaraigosa. Gavin Newsom to me feels like so like polished and perfect in a weird way that I I just know there's like some sort of skeleton because of every, you know, TV show I've ever seen. Like people like him have just like dark skeletons on TV all the time. So it's hard for me to think that he doesn't. Oh, oh! You know, there's horrible shit. And like, I don't know he, though. He, I mean, well, he's cheated on his wife. Okay, that's documented, and that, that's actually what he, he looks like. Looks like someone who cheats on his wife, and he does so. Like Playboy. Yeah, like, hey, like a Bill Clinton style. Like, and why do they all Viragosa, Gavin Newsom? They all slick their hair back. What is that all about? I don't know. What's the slicked hair? By the way, I want to give a big thank you, Mike. Didn't we have so much fun recording RuPaul's Drag Race Recap? Oh, my God. Check it out at DragRaceRecap.com. Yeah. I was uh, the guest host for episode one of RuPaul's Drag what Race. What was your favorite part? Season. The beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, look behind the curtain. This episode you're listening to of Catching Up will come out after the episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap that I'm on. However, we haven't recorded that yet, so yeah, we record we record catching up way ahead everything before you oh, uh, hear it. Yeah, and uh, so you catch up on things that we were right now. It's with. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're about- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to go to Thanksgiving dinner right now, and uh, I don't know when. I, I, I'm you know we just found out Trump won. Yeah, this would have been a funnier <laughs> joke in October. Like, I've been like, oh, it's Halloween. Can't wait for President Hillary, you know. <laughs> hey, Joe, um, you know my living situation, but uh, for those listening, I live in a, I, I guess, a roommate situation because I have roommates, but it's a big house and I have a lot of my own space and my own bathroom. But, it, I mean, it is shared space, too. I share a kitchen and all of that. And um, as I've talked before, I pay very little in rent, but... And I don't know if you know this or not. I don't pay for cable or internet. For some reason, that has always just been part of the deal. That they pay for that part of the utilities. Which is weird because I would say it's the most expensive one. And everyone uses it. And I think maybe the... So 
it's cable slash internet, right? And so cable is only available in the living room. So I don't have cable option in my room. So making me pay for that part of it maybe is difficult. I don't know. I don't, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not arguing. Okay. So they pay for all of that. And so in my room, I have an Apple TV right now that I use and I have Hulu and Netflix. I'll occasionally buy seasons of shows that I really want to see you know, um, from iTunes or whatever. And, um, I've always avoided cause there's apps for like, um, Bravo TV and CBS and FX now. And all of these, you know, channels have apps and you just log in with your cable provider, right? Yes. Are you still there? No, I'm here. I don't want to interrupt okay. you. And so I just, I didn't hear you breathing or anything. Oh, well, because I'm in the washroom, I walk away from the microphone. Like I'm listening about that because I don't don't want to breathe. Okay. So I'm breathing away, (laughs) far away from the microphone. So you don't hear me going like usual, like. (sighs) (laughs) I'm like, Joe, are you snoring? No, I'm just breathing. (laughs) I breathe. Stop it. I, I seriously don't really hear you breathe, but I do, you do normally do a lot of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, but then I have to edit that, and I'm like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> those and the right? Ugh, those <laughs> drive me crazy. So, um, where was I? Oh, so I get my TV this way, whatever. There's all these other apps, and I could get a lot of TV for free, quote-unquote, if I had a cable provider login, okay? So I thought, like... You know, maybe I'll ask a friend I know who has cable, but just the right situation has never presented itself. But then um, this weekend, Steve was out of town with his parents and the topic of cable somehow came up and he got his parents login, right? So I'm super excited because now I have like access to every channel on the planet practically. So I go uh, in and I start downloading these cable provider apps like bravo tv for example and when you go to like validate the app to basically sign in with this cable username and password Mm -hmm. uh it asked me to go online to like validate using their web page so i open it up on my computer and joey the internet provider is our cable company here in the house and it automatically already knows that we have cable so it just logged me in so for like years how long have i lived here for years i've just been using like netflix and hulu but i could have signed in with all of these apps probably at least a year ago this was probably the technology was available right but i was just waiting and then finally this weekend i got in so and i'm obsessed um the FX app has all the Simpsons episodes, so that's a that's a challenge that I accept nobly. I know what sucks is my parents have Time Warner cable, who are just fucking assholes, and so yeah. no one ever uses Time Warner cable. So I always go on these apps. I'm like, all right, I want to watch live uh, CNN. They're like, what's your provider? And Time Warner cable's never one of them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're Xfinity at the house, so. It's on yeah, everyone takes Xfinity. So v- but VH1 doesn't. Oh, really? Some of a bitch, yeah. Uh, but I'm also obs- obsessed with, have you heard of this show on FX called Man Seeking Woman? Ew. Um, Have you heard of it? No. Are you just ewing at the title? Well, just a man seeking a woman. Oh. When well, a man seeks a woman. 
takes a woman. It has this guy. My grosses Joan. It has my actor um, boyfriend crush in it. This Jay Bro Chanel guy. So Jay Bro Chanel is Mike Lawson's crush. So I have access to all of them now. I basically am never gonna leave my house. He's never gonna leave his house. Well, now I have a reason to never leave my house. His Korean boyfriend never sees him. What's up with you, Joe? Even though he bought Mike Lawson a bike for his birthday. Um, so my parents left on Monday. Everyone's been, you know, the most shocking, everyone's so shocked that the contractors were done on time. Oh, really? Yeah, they were done on time. And so my parents left Monday. Okay. Uh... And so they're gone. Thank God. I'm even, I'm still in the washroom because it's the best place to record in the house. But um, have you seen their new floors? I haven't been. There. I'm going there tomorrow, actually. Okay. So I'll see the new floors. The one thing, though, I, I might I might be dead. Thank God I have medical insurance now because my parents also had the um, banister to the stairway uh, re- redone, but that's not done for another two weeks. So there's no banister on the stairs. Oh, that's scary. I'm like I was like um. And they're like, just walk along the wall, clumsy. And I'm like, that's scary. Like, yeah, but uh, I wouldn't go upstairs. I don't think, or I would crawl on my hands and knees. I'm gonna crawl my hands and knees. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're so dramatic. And and I'm like, no, I don't want to fall to my death. Yeah, because also people don't know this. My parents' house, like, it's not like, you know, like some stairs in people's houses, like. It's, it kind of winds up. No, this is like a straight shot up, and it's like open space. And like if I die, I'm falling 20 feet, 30 feet? Sure. 100 feet? I don't know. I don't know feet. A million feet? A million space? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know measurements. So yeah. the point is I'll die. So, yeah, it's, it's awful. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is when they were here on Friday, they actually went to go check on the status of the house. So they left. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I was here alone. And so I was like cleaning the kitchen and I was just, and I went to go put something away in the closet and, and I went to go put it away. And I saw that from a previous visit, I had left like a half smoked pack of cigarettes okay. hidden, like a little treasure for future Joe. Yeah. Right. So maybe to everyone listening, you're not like a full-time smoker no in fact i haven't smoked forever but i was yeah. like these are the brands of cigarettes that i smoke and only it, the the kitchen stuff there is my kitchen stuff sure and so why would someone dig through my kitchen stuff to hide a pack of cigarettes of the brand that i smoke sure right when i smoke so i was like oh present even if they did sucks to be you i found it right so yeah. uh i was like oh look at this I, Smoke them if you got them. You heard that? You ever heard that phrase before, Mike? Smoke them if you got them. No. Well, that's a phrase, and I'm telling you, I I got them. So you smoked them, and I started smoking them, right? Okay. But I can only get through a few, and then I had to actually go teach those kids. You know. Okay. So I smoked them on the balcony and go teach those kids, and then I realized All of actually, them? no, 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 only like a few. So I realized when I'm at work, I'm like, oh shit, I left you that left package. Them. On the fucking balcony. You're an adult, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But it's going to be a thing with it's, your mom? Well, yeah, well, yes, I want, I, I'm all, I just, I'm all play stupid. That's my, my, my plan was to play stupid. So I get 
uh, back to the house, and I'm there for a while. My nieces are there. My dad, my mom, my dad's like, uh, yeah, so uh, you better call the police. And I was like, why? Someone broke in and left a pack of cigarettes uh, on the balcony. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, you smoked them. We know you smoked them. And I go, I didn't smoke them. Those aren't my cigarettes. And he goes, why is this so funny to me? He goes, Doi, I know for a fact you smoked those cigarettes. And I'm like, those are not my, well, then whose are they? I go, you know, this is really embarrassing. And I, I went on a, 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 a dating app and it was a guy came over to have sex with me. And he probably left those there. And so if that's what you want to tell, if that's what you want, if you wanted me to say that, you forced that out of me. And then of course it got really quiet and they didn't say anything. <laughs> and she's like, you're allowed to have people over. I go, yeah, because I'm the one staying here. You're staying with me. I'm not staying with you. And yeah. and then they just dropped it. But the, the, but you lied to them. Yeah, and I told this story at uh, an, uh, the pizza party that week. And they're like, so you would rather admit that you had random anonymous, anonymous gay sex, sex from a, than, than that you're smoking cigarettes? And I was like, yeah, because it ends the conversation. Well, I feel like you got so stubborn, though. Like, you got to this point where you were like, I am not going to tell the truth. And then when they didn't believe the lie, you were like, oh, yeah? I'm going to make you believe the lie. And then you rammed that down their throat. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, God. I like how you have, like, you have to lie about having sex, too. I'm like, <laughs> But the, what, this would be an awful story, but, like, I don't know, something happens and then your mom like has to like there was some sort of crime and they're interviewing her and they're like, Well, Joey does have this one friend that smokes <laughs> Yeah cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, someone breaks into twenty thousand. Oh, that's the thing, I get like I fall and break my neck or something, and then my mom's like tells the police that it must have been the guy who I'm having yeah. sex with randomly on the internet. Who smokes cigarettes. Who smokes and then they just go arresting people. <laughs> someone gets charged for my my death. Well, I'm glad that they're gone, um, and you have some peace. Oh, so peaceful. I'm not even joking, Mike Lawson. It's so peaceful. Good. But they're like, we're leaving you all this food. Mike, it is the most... Again, I need health insurance. It's the most heart-stopping food of all time. It's like bulk sausage, brats, like bratwursts, yeah. <laughs> um, bacon, hamburgers, hot dogs. It's like... Heavy whipping cream. Heavy whipping cream. <laughs> and then, strangely, it's a fibrillator for my refrigerator. I don't know why. <laughs> they, just, they just left those. Yeah. So, anyway, what's going on uh, with you, Mike Lawson? Well, Joe, I had a birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, thank you. You called me on my birthday. Thank you for that. That was really nice. Also, a friend of the show, Sharon, sent me a really nice gift, and it was so nice of her with a really nice card. She spent time writing in the... It was just super unexpected and nice. So I know she listened. So thank you, friend of the show, Sharon. Well, Sharon, that's uh, very nice of you to send Mike Lawson a present. What did I send you? Nothing. You well, sent me um, your friendship. Well, here part of the reason... I, I never know what to do with you with your birthday because you, you have such a deep hatred of your birthday. Well... Yeah, what what the hatred is not of, like, the birthday. I just hate that kind of attention. Like, I didn't do anything. Why are you all, like, why do I need a day? I don't know. I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Um, So so you uh, wouldn't be one to, like, try and nominate our show for a, a podcasting award or anything? 
Mm, probably not. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean that's that's different though. Like the birthday attention, like it's just silliness, mm-hmm. and then it's awkward. Yeah. Like I don't know where to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, for my birthday, on my birth, or on the day before my birthday, the Saturday, I went to um the gay bar near my house, the White Horse, and around, uh, for the same weekend, uh, my friend Daniel is kind of celebrating. He just got. Um, I don't really know what it's called, but he's in med school and he has to go for a couple years to a hospital mm-hmm. and they get matched, whatever that's called. He just got matched. And so he's going to Seattle. And so there was a group of his friends going to the bar too. So we all kind of met up and it was a good time. How long has he been in Seattle for? I think three years. <gasps> oh my um, God. But is he like married? Uh, engaged. Yeah. And he, the fiance is going with him. Well, look, you, once you you snag a doctor, you're going wherever he's going. Totally. <laughs> well, and I think in a weird way, like, his fiance is kind of paying the toll right now. Mm-hmm. Because he's, like, Daniel's life in medical school, he has, like, four hours between shifts sometimes. Like, he needs somebody who does laundry and will go grocery shopping. And you know what I mean? Like, his fiance isn't could you be uh, like a stay-at-home housewife i know you you don't make any money during those three years so the guy would have to work too but right um but let's say it was a doctor who wanted you to be a stay-at-home housewife could you do that i think i could if i created more purpose like if my life was what it is right now so like all my hobbies were the same and i live where i live i couldn't because i I that I would then lose all purpose. But if I was like raising a kid or could, you know, develop some sort of hobby or something that was meaningful, then I could. Yeah. I don't know if I would develop a hobby. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd develop a hobby where you had a kid, a kid. I probably would just do what I'm doing now. What do you mean? Well, just without worry, though. Like, run my oh, little, like, right. my, my nonprofit foundation thing that I'm doing. But now I can do it without having to worry about, like, oh, I need to do this to pay bills, you know, or. Yeah. There's um I'm a huge fan of Erica Jane who's actually on um uh what's this Dancing with the Stars. Right I'm not now. even being funny. I believe that is the alter ego of Jim, of Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> it's not. Oh, you mean her character is named that in Jim and the Holograms? Yeah, I think the character's name is oh. like I can need to look it up now. Go ahead. Um, I can't because my computer will just fuck up. Her real name is like Erica Girardi, but sh- her alter ego is Erica Jane. Okay. Um, who's like a pop star, but she's also on Beverly Hills Housewives, and I just really like her. She's kind of, um, forgive the term, but like fag haggy is mm-hmm. like what a lot of people would call her, but not me because I would never use that term. But she um, is uh, has a very wealthy husband who's like a lawyer, um, like a famous lawyer of some sort, and I feel like she kind of has created this pop star career just because she has money and it's like something to do. Like, I don't, I mean, she's not an awful pop star, but I feel like she's just, is she the one with tardy for the party? Don't be tardy for the party. Who's that? Yeah. Maybe. No, 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 no. Tardy for the party is from Atlanta housewives. Oh yeah. 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 Erica Jane is like legit. Like, um, like she really does sell records, but it's like kind of, um, RuPaul does this same sort of like kind of style. I feel like it's like 
good music and like upbeat, but like the lyrics are almost like a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Do you follow me? What 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 is silly about? It's your responsitranity. <laughs> Don't forget, forget who you want to be or something like that. It's you know what I mean? your like, responsitranity. Don't forget, forget, forget who you are. And Erica Jane has a song like about Pat the Puss, about like petting the pussy. Uh huh. It's just stuff like that. I mean, it's good. It's good. Petting the pussy is good. You're telling me it is. Yeah. But, like, in a RuPaul, Sissy That Walk kind of way. Like, it's not a song that I'm, like, going to play at my wedding. <laughs> Maybe I would. Would you ever get married? <laughs> um, I w- I'm not opposed to getting married. I'm not. But what I don't like, for the very similar reason of the birthday bullshit we talked about, is the actual, like, huge wedding ceremony. I would <laughs> no, rather have, like, Don't look a party. at me. No one look at me. I'm getting married. <laughs> I would I would love to have like a party, but I don't need necessarily like the ceremony, the vows and that kind of thing. What about Here you? Here comes the bride. All oh, close your eyes. <laughs> what about me? Yeah. What about you? Um If I I always say this and I mean, right now, I'm in a place where I'm going to say, like, no, I don't want to get married. But, you know, like, when I was in my most enamored with Cameron, I would have been like, yes, let's get married tomorrow. Sure. You know? Sure, sure, so. sure. And I I think that that kind of caveat goes with most of the deci- – like, would you like to have kids? Would you like to be married? All of that is, like, you can have an answer, but then a lot of times it's like, but I could also be convinced by the right person probably, you know? Yes. Um, what's up with you? But, Do you have any other personal stories? As we all know, I wouldn't mind being looked at, though. But it would be all, yeah. look at me! <laughs> Your vows, um, when they start the vows, for some reason there's like a brick wall behind you, <laughs> and you have a <laughs> microphone on a stand. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's with my fiancé? Yeah, why do they call it an engagement? I mean, why were they against getting married? It's called an engagement. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> those are the horrible jokes I would tell. <laughs> That took me a few minutes. That wasn't an easy one. <laughs> okay. So, um, remember I'm in that playwriting class with... Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay. And we're in that playwriting class. Which is yes. horrible. The, the teacher's horrible. It's a horrible class. It's awful. Sure. Well, but some of it is like so awful you're enjoying it. Well, yeah, because the plays are awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, I I was telling Richard because it seems, you know, we've been through a bunch of these readings of the little version of people's drafts. Every single fucking play is people at a dinner table sitting around and fighting. And I told Richard, I'm going to write a play about all these people's plays. I'm going to call it August East L.A. County because (laughs) apparently that's all people do is just eat and fight in all these people's plays. Sure. So anyway... Richard, a couple of weeks ago, says, girl, girl, go on the website. There's a, a gay playwriting class now, and it's being taught by Josefina Lopez, who, for those of you that don't know, Josefina Lopez is the woman who wrote the movie Real Women Have Curves. Okay. And she also wrote, I guess it was based on something else. She, she may have written a play and it was based on that play. I don't know, but she wrote that sure. movie. Okay. I already knew this going in, but it, it definitely was born out to be true. She is so cracked out. Right? Like, she's one of these... Like, I know it's 
it's the image that I'm making fun of when I bring up Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. And the image you probably have or people have when I, the way I make a joke about her, is legitimately what Josefina Lopez believes in. Like, she okay. believes in past life regression. She believes... So when yeah. you said cracked out, do you mean on drugs too, maybe? No, but probably has the same beliefs that someone who is on drugs would believe. Okay, okay, okay. Like, believes that we talk to aliens, believes in past life regression, believes in spirits and ghosts, and... Sure. um. And works that into her playwriting, which I will say, she is teaching legitimate playwriting techniques and strategies and on building character and dramatic structure, but strangely using spirits and ghosts. Okay. And so it's, it's, it, I will say it's an effective way of teaching these principles because you're like, well, that's stuck, you know, because now I've got to think that there's a ghost sitting next to me. Like, for instance, one of the, the exercises we had to do was she goes, imagine you're lying in a bed. This is right now, actually. Mike, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna pretend I'm Josefina Lopez because whatever I tell you will be about as just as much bullshit. Okay. You're in bed. You're very old, and you've been told you have moments to live, and you happen to know this. But the next breath you're gonna take is your last. Okay. And your family is surrounding you. They're all with you. You're loved, and there is a small child there who is your grandchild. Okay. Okay. And the grandchild is holding your hand as you shift from one phase up, you know, to another, as you transition. And you have one, you have enough breath to say one more thing to this child. What I want you to do, I want you to think about it. You can take as much time as you want, Mike, because I'll just edit out the silence. Just take a few seconds. And the first thing, think about like in terms of a bumper sticker that you would want to say to this child, what would it be? Shit, this is deep. So while you're doing it, I'll tell you mine. Mine was, uh, this too shall pass. That was the first mine is, Go ahead. Mine is actually very kind of similar. Mine was like, I was thinking of like, um, I was kind of thinking like mistakes are, like, there's an, all mistakes are small or okay. something like right. that, you know? So then, now here's the part, I can't predict what she would say, right? But it would be something along the lines. So then she went around the room. And she would say, what's yours? And then I would go like, oh, this too shall pass. And she would say, that makes sense because I'm, you know, I'm an empath and I'm getting the sense that in a past life, you were, you know, the, I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but you were a colonel in like the civil war on the Confederate side, but you didn't really believe in the war, but you did it because you were loyal to the Confederate, to the South. You love the South. And you died on the battlefield, and um, and you're like, what? And she's like, yeah, is everyone that- like straight face through? Yo, oh, but Mike, Richard. So Richard tells me as we're leaving, he goes, I'll call you. He goes, I'll call you on the way home. <laughs> and I go, oh, he's, oh yes, this is great. All right. Oh, but is he maybe like into it? He actually? calls me on the way home. I go, what did you think of the class? And he was like, I. That was the greatest class ever, and she's gonna be teaching. She's gonna be teaching um, a paranormal class. He goes, I can't wait for that class where you go to an exorcism. Okay. And I was, like, is he like buying into it? Or oh he's yeah, like, but Richard buys. I've always known Richard buys into this. Like yeah, Richard, I don't yeah. know that part of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally buys into this. He believes in this one person named Abraham. This woman who says she like contacted like an old ancient spirit named Abraham, and she t- he talks through her. 
People totally buy into Abraham, by the way. Abraham's written books, super famous. Okay. I don't buy into that. In fact, one of the, you know, Richard and I rarely get into fights, but one of the big fights when he got really, really, really angry with me, didn't talk to me for a few weeks, was he went to some old Mexican lady and she like rubbed gems on her, on him. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. she charged me like $250 for this. Sure. And I made fun of it. Oh my God. I got in so much trouble. Do you remember coworker at Princeton Review that did um, this kind of stuff and lost a ton of money? No. Wait, tell me and I'll bleep it out. Oh, really? Which is not a name I we think about often. No, I wouldn't know that at all. I didn't know that. Oh, well, what, what, what happened what? is she went to a, a psychic and the psychic was like, you know, give me more money and I'll get, tell you more. Give me more money, I'll tell you more. And then eventually it got to where she basically gave her a grocery list. She was like, I need a fresh loaf of bread. I need a dozen eggs, all this stuff. So she goes and gets it and comes back for more. And was like shopping for this woman. I vaguely remember this. But remember, did it have anything to do with, you know, who the person she was in love with? No, I don't think so. Oh. I wonder if there's any voodoo done on him. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, So are you going to do the paranormal class? That sounds, I would, I'm not even interested. I would be a little bit afraid, but also like, I don't think I would get anything out of it. I might go to a couple just out of curiosity, but I can't see myself going to a 10 week paranormal class. I might want to go to the exorcism day. Yeah, but uh, I feel like mm-hmm. ten weeks also is a little bit too much. Like, I don't know I could, if it's ten weeks. I just know the playwriting classes are ten weeks. I could watch a good documentary about it. Do you know what I mean? That's like the capacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, though, here's the thing: is actually the stuff, the exercises she does are really good for writing. Actually, so like for instance, so it's way better than the other playwriting class that her protege is teaching. Like it's literally, it's an amorph, just like he is. It's an amorphous blog of a class. It's just nothing. Okay, yeah. this one we actually have a directed homework, which is we have to bring in character sketches of three different characters from three different plays. They can't be like, you know, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Lion. No, 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 no. It has to be, they would be in three different plays, and then we have to describe each character, and then the audience, I mean, the class is going to vote on which one I'm going to write. Oh. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And so you said it's a gay playwriting class. Yes. So I have questions about that. Is she gay? No, but she's very, okay. very, very. She's a huge ally of the gay community. And and, and I just was asking out no, of no, curiosity, no, right. not that she had. To no, be. no, that's a good. That's a, then, that's a valid question. What makes a class gay? Like, are you guys gonna like? It's what, called what, the LGBTQ. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I see your question. So, I, so what happened was, so she owns the theater company. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the theater company used to have a gay playwriting, I wouldn't call it a festival, but an an evening of gay plays, like short plays. And it didn't, they just stopped doing it for, uh, she couldn't really get into it. I guess it didn't make money was one of the reasons, but she wants, she really thinks it's important to do. And even if it doesn't make money, she still wants to do it because she says, that there isn't that Latinos don't ever explore their gay side and artistically, and so she mm-hmm. thinks it's really important just to get that engine going. 
Sure. So she wants to sort of do that to give back to the community because they have two theaters now, a little theater. So the, the gay place wouldn't be in the big theater where the money's more important. It'd be in this tiny, tiny little theater down the street. And she actually eventually wants to turn that tiny theater into like a gay theater playhouse. Interesting. So this class is the first step into like generating sort of the the foundation, if you will, of a sort of a gay playwriting movement for there. So she, like I said, she has noble causes and does great things. She's just cuckoo. So I can get behind it. And if she's teaching you something too, yeah, 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 yeah. Cuckoo's okay. Like I said, it's stuff I already know, but it's great to have it like like for instance, everyone knows how to exercise, but like to have someone who can see you and tell you your form's not right and have like a right. another eye. And actually Rich and I were also impressed because in the other playwriting class, they're all they're all a bunch of like They've literally, I can't remember one of them. They own, own a computer. Like he handwrites it, right? They they just never they don't know anything. But everyone seems to be in this class more experienced mm-hmm. and have some sort of experience to bring to the table. So it's not just all newbies, right? So it's going to be a much more effective class. Cool. Well, I look forward to seeing what comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey, Joe. I have a news story for you. Um. Two Palo Alto middle schools to be renamed. I <laughs> was coughing. <laughs> you did that. Two, two Palo Alto middle schools are going to be changing their name. And Palo Alto is up here. It's Silicon Valley area. And they uh, school district basically voted on the issue last week. And they decided that uh, two schools, one named after David Starr Jordan and another who's named after Louis Terman will get renamed. And the reason, basically, Jordan uh, was the founding president of Stanford University and Terman was a professor. And parents started this campaign to change the names last year because both men, they say, were part of the eugenics movement. Mm -hmm. And the movement was based on the belief that Nordic people were superior to other races. And the Nazis went on to use this ideology as a basis for their belief in the master race. But this brings up, I I mean, the story's interesting. And I mean, I, I would be interested if you had a strong opinion on if they should change the name or not. But I'm also kind of just curious, like, I've heard recently about people kind of getting upset about naming things after presidents that own slaves. And I'm curious what your opinions are on that. Those are all very good questions, Mike. Um, so I think Woodrow Wilson is a really good example. There are people who have big problems with Woodrow Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a good example because it's a very, very complicated example. Because Woodrow Wilson, on the one hand, did amazing things. Okay? Yeah. Like, oh my god, like the Democrats owe so much that he basically transformed the Democratic Party into what it is today, the modern Democratic Party. And, you know, he had the first idea for a United Nations type institution. And he was an esteemed uh, former head of Princeton, I believe, was the university he was at. And he was like the former like head of it. But there is a lot of a lot of evidence that he was a racist. Like he had a screen of birth of a nation in the White House uh, there's and there's other like I can't, I can't I don't know all the stories but there's a lot of evidence so there are people who have you know questions about whether things should be named after him or how and we his should memory should be celebrated yeah and it, it right. to me it's a really weird one because there's so many it's a it's truly complicated because 
because you also have to see how much of they are they were a product of their time and that's something you have to take into account is how much of this was racism but how much of it were they a product of their time you know that's something they always people wonder about with Lincoln it was whether he was truly against slavery and they study this and there are people better than I who can argue about this for days whether he was truly not a racist or whether he just saw being against slavery as political expediency so because mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to get into the whole Lincoln thing but the, the point is that like, it can be very complicated so and to me unless it's so like I'm I'm torn on Woodrow Wilson, the eugenic stuff. I mean I don't know enough about these people and their eugenic because it's weird with eugenics because I think that's also how the whole Republican the modern Republican Party started too, and that actually is why because I think if you think about it, I, I, I remember listening to a very good episode of Fresh Air. Up until the '60s, the Republican Party for shocking was strangely in the bag for eugenics. Mm-hmm. And then they there started to be some sort of, I think Nixon started to pick up on the steam that was happening from the religious side about being against abortion. Mm-hmm. So he tacked on the abortion part, which means that you go, you know, it's opposite of eugenics. They switched oh. the parties on that. So uh, the the point I'm making is, like, I, I don't know the specifics of these people and how they promoted eugenics. Did they, they promote eugenics in terms of because I think there were people who promoted eugenics. I don't know that much. I don't, you know what? I'm going to stop because I don't know enough about eugenics. But I, yeah. I know it's a bad thing. And I don't know. So who do they want to re- who do they want to rename it with? They're not saying. Um, they're just saying that they wanted the renaming. Because to, to me, so it's, that's, yeah. that's what the vote was about. That's a tough one. Because to me, I want to, like, well, you know, it's going to be fucking goddamn Harvey Milk. Because everything up there is named after Harvey Milk. But, <laughs> not in Palo Alto, though. I oh, don't that's think true. So. Good point. Good point. So. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think, and also like, um, what about the renaming of like a red skin or, Oh, for sure. No, 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 no. That one. I'm like, yes, that is so stupid. That is so dumb. (laughs) Okay. Um, all of this is interesting to me because I just think it's so fascinating to watch people come out. And a lot of times you'll see people who, very passionately like will fight against like renaming or change change is probably the best way to say it um and they argue about like tradition and stuff and they also act like the people who are offended are like shouldn't be offended or you know i don't understand why they're offended i see you know what i mean i see that even with like this rupaul and the tranny word and all of that but like people who are offended should have the loudest like say in all of that like somebody who says i find something offended offensive do you know what i mean like why are we giving so much like equal time to the people that are saying like that doesn't offend me so therefore it's not offensive i don't know well i think i mean this is very and it's, this is a public school yeah yeah, yeah yeah this is a dangerous topic for us because like i don't I feel sometimes, though, I, as much as I hate the term special snowflake or whatever, um, I do feel, especially with the millennial, the young millennials, that they're so fucking sensitive. There's a part of me that's just like, you can't have, 
I mean, it, 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 going back to the government, is you have two branches of the legislature, which is the Senate and the House. And the House represents the passion of the people, while the Senate's supposed to be cool. That's why they have a longer term, calmer, in theory, calmer and cooler, and so that cooler heads prevail. And so, um, and so they, they balance each other. And I sort of feel like, what offends people changes all the time. So I'm maybe going to cut. So for a person who's 19 now, they get just so worked up and they're so passionate, everything, you know? And then in 30 years, they're going to be the ones that are offensive to 19 year olds. That's true. And so it's just, there should be some sort of element of like, I'm not saying they're wrong. So I'm not taking a stance on whatever they're wrong about, whether it be the RuPaul thing. Or anything. I'm not, I'm not taking a stance on any of those positions. What I'm saying, though, is there should be an element of, like, oh, let's cool our jets for a second, right? Yeah. And let's see, let's take a look at this without with, with some sort of dispassion so that we can make the right judgment here whether this is offensive. Like, the red skin thing has been talked about for years to the point where you're like, okay, this is clearly, like... That's the thing. Is like when you look at the, there's no good argument for it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm talking about, it, no, there isn't. Is because yeah, like if you look at there's ones like the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves stopped doing the tomahawk chop and all that stuff. And um, the Cleveland, there's even the Cleveland Indians. Indians yeah. But then, but there's another one too who are like they're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do that. And like, but redskin is like literally an offensive term for Native American people. Like, there's yeah. no defending that. Like, at least brave has a positive connotation. You know, the Chiefs, sure. the Kansas City, it's had a, a positive connotation. But, like, the red is, like, literally, like, a, a, it's like if you call them, you know, like, the yellow skins or something. Like, that would be, they would obviously be offended if you called someone the yellow skins. Why is red skins okay? Right. So, I don't know. Well, I don't know either, but Palo Alto, they know, and they're going to be renaming two of their schools. Well, and that's the other thing, uh, too. I do believe in this. They have, this is like a vote that they're going to do? Yeah, this, well, the school board, uh, there was a community kind of coalition put together, um, grassroots, so they did it themselves okay. to put pressure on the school so board. So if you go board. through all the steps and you have the if you get enough people in your neighborhood to agree with you and they put pressure on the school board and the school board votes to change it that's the way democracy right. works i like that i'm good with i'm good with that right. and schools are different than the redskins cuz somebody owns the redskins and you know that person has to make that decision to make the name change versus the school where you know we own the school yeah. and therefore we can put that kind of pressure uh but you can put pressure on a business too just in different ways uh, what's up with you, Joey? Give me a new story. Okay, I'm not going to read this one. This is not a very reedy one, but I'll read the headline. Keech- okay, let me see if I can do this. Keeping HIV status from a partner is a felony. A bill would change that. Um, but I'm not going to read it. So basically, right now in the state of California, it's a felony for a person who knows he or she has HIV to have to engage in sexual intercourse with a partner I don't know whether without a, without a, with or without a condom actually I can look, but and not inform them of that they have this disease. Okay? okay, it's a felony. And at first I was like, okay. So at first when I first started reading this, my fists were just like, oh god, oh these goddamn super crazy left people. And I have a personal reason to believe this. I'll tell you in a second. 
But I read it, and it's actually much more nuanced than that. They're not trying to decriminalize it. They're trying to lessen the kind of crime it is. They'd want to turn it into a misdemeanor rather than a felony, because actually what it turns out with this law is HIV is the only disease where that's the case. So So I can have have hepatitis, and that's just as dangerous, but I wouldn't get the same type of prosecution. And as they mention in the article... Well, let me get to my story first, because the article backs that up. So, as you know, Mike, I have a friend who is HIV positive. Yeah. And that same friend has not gone cuckoo la muku, right? So, I'm not friends with that friend. By the way, for different reasons, not related to HIV. Sure, Joe. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny, but... (laughs) So, he's just lost his mind, okay? But... In the, the, the reason I bring that up is it's important because in the process of him literally losing his mind, one of the things he would say is, you know, Joe, my doctor told me that um, I shouldn't even tell people that I have HIV because I'm undetectable and I'm on my meds. And actually, in theory, I'm actually safer than most gay guys out there because most gay guys do not know their status. And I'm totally aware of my status. And I'm on my meds. I'm keen being healthy. I'm undetectable. Like, I could, in theory, have sex with them without a condom and, like, not even, um, uh, like, not even infect them. So my doctor is like, don't even tell them because all you're doing is just bringing on, like, judgment against you. And I was like, that sounds cracked out and weird. And I was very against that. But there is an art there is a mention here in the article that it's true, that's what they're using to back it up, is if you're undetectable and you're on your meds, it's nearly impossible to infect someone with the HIV virus. That said, I will say I do think whether it's, well, they're going to downgrade it to a misdemeanor, which I'm fine with. I agree with that. I think it's ethically questionable not to tell the person. Like, I don't agree with that. Let's say even they made it legal. I just don't agree with that ethically. Like, if I found out, I would would be furious. I'd be furious because then you took the choice away from me. Right. Thank you. I get that. This is really tricky, though. So, but real quick, what I'm reading, the bill would make it a misdemeanor, like you said, to fail to inform a partner of a serious communicable disease if the transmission was intended and if the partner did end up getting the disease. Oh. So you have to, I guess they have to prove then that your intention was to. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, right? And it's a misdemeanor. And it also strips older legal provisions that could give sex workers with HIV stiffer penalties if they're prosecuted for transmission. I think that probably the way they would show intent, actually, is probably, this is my guess, I'm guessing things. Kind of the same way, like, when you just have a shit ton of drugs, they can charge you with intent to sell because you have so much drugs. Okay. It's probably, if this is a pattern, then they can charge you because clearly you have had so much sex and not told people that you were intending to do it. This is my guess. Yeah. That's the only way you could, pr- how else would you improve intent? Right. Do we? Thank you. So you were saying um, that you feel that it should be. Do you think it should be like a law then that they have to disclose that they have HIV? Yeah, I strangely sense? think it should be a law, but I'm actually very happy with the law as you presented it, misdemeanor and with the person got it and its intent. Mm-hmm. Like other like like let's say you just find out you didn't get HIV and you find out the guy lied to you. 
Um, yeah, he has the right to be called an asshole and called out, you know? like But not jail time. Yeah, cash me outside, how about that? Right? But but not go to jail. Yeah. DoorDash delivery robots now crawling Bay Area sidewalks. Um, They may not be the Star Wars style droids we were looking for, Joey, but they say that every generation gets the droids it deserves. What we've got are these boring food delivery bots from DoorDash, um, which I think is just in San Francisco. Unless, do you guys have it in LA yet? We have DoorDash, DoorDash, but I don't think we have the robots. Oh. Uh, Yeah, the robots are just kind of, they're testing them now. But it's a San Francisco-based company that basically delivers things. It's kind of like uh, Uber for delivering things in a way. Um, But they started using rolling drones for company... um, Oh, I'm sorry. Started using rolling drones to make deliveries that are within like a mile or two from the place that it's going to be dropping off. So um, there's a whole video of it on this website and everything. But basically, there's these drones that are just kind of driving stuff to people's doors. But what I don't understand is why don't I mean, I can't even like leave my bike unattended for 15 minutes it's going to get stolen. How are these things driving around the city and not getting lifted? They're totally getting stolen. Right? They're, I mean, they, they, yeah. They're st- Mike, people fly a drone and people are throwing things at it. Joey, this thing, I don't even understand how people aren't stealing like the food inside yeah. or whatever. Interestingly, Joey, in over 20,000 miles of testing, these robots haven't been stolen or vandalized. Yeah, but they're probably doing it in ritzy like neighborhoods. There is no sure. that would not that that would not make it down the block in a shitty part of LA. So I'm curious. To, I would love to see one kind of go by, but I think I would like maybe try to mess with it, like put something in its way to see does it go around or. Would you ever have sex with a robot? Like a, like a Jude Law in AI. An AI. I've never seen AI. Would you, Jude Law is like a robot um, manhooker? Um, I think maybe potentially. I'm not opposed to it. Like, why don't they have yet a system where, like, a person on one side could, like, do sex to the a person who's, like, miles away through, like, some sort of... You know, do you follow me? Like, almost like a, a dildo on one side and then a... Um, uh-huh. uh, like a fleshlight on the other side. And they, like, sync up over the internet. Hi, Mike. Hi, Joe. <laughs> That's Joe. I'm Mike. Uh, we've been friends for 15 years, and each week I fuck Joe in the ass. But why don't they have that? Doesn't it seem like simple enough technology? We have much more complicated things. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I, with the VR technology, imagine that you could put the, the goggles on, and you could just have, like, like uh, who would I want on top of me? Oh, I am in love. In fucking lust and i i would want a bottom for this guy vr wise no actually in real life too virtual and actual reality yeah willie hernan gomez on the new york knicks oh okay my god mike lawson should i, should I look yes up? okay willie gomez no hernan knicks. gomez like hernandez but instead of d is d easy gomez like hernan gomez um okay I'm looking. No. Um, okay. No. I mean, okay. Oh my God, he is a ten plus. 
He's a 10 plus. Really? Willie Hernan Gomez? Yes. And he's like seven feet tall. Imagine seven feet of that. Oh Mm-mm. my God. Like at a certain height, I feel like you start to become hunchback. No, no. One of my best tricks ever was like six, seven. I loved it. It was just like a no. big fucking giant man. I mean, he's. No. Really? Joey, he's like a six and a half. What? What? Yeah. You're out of your mind. I pass hotter people walking no. home from work every no. day. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I do. No. I do. There's. A, I mean, there's a couple of photos that I see that and I'm like, oh, okay. I see what Joe's going for or getting at. Uh, but then there's others where I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Uh, anyway. But anyway, everybody look him up. Willie. I want DoorDash Hernan to deliver that to me. Willie Hernan Gomez. <laughs> uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez. Um, he's Actually, he's named Guillermo Gustavo. Oh, it's even Willie hotter. Guillermo, Guillermo Hernan Gomez. <laughs> he's a Spanish professional basketball player for the New York Knicks. Oh. Uh, he's six foot 11. Oh. Oh. And he plays at the oh. center position. Yeah, he does. Sure does. <laughs> Do you have any news stories for me, Joey? Deep, centered deep in front of in, what? Do you have any news stories for me? No, I don't. I have a Wyclef Jean story, but I read it. And it wasn't that interesting. The cops <laughs> handcuffed him, and he was like, "Because here's the, here's the problem: is Wyclef Jean is also a horrible person? So it's like okay. horrible people handcuffed a horrible person. So it's like there's your story." In my head, and this is awful, I can't tell Wyclef versus Wyclef. What's the guy from, he used to be in the Black Eyed Peas. Mike, I have the, the same Obama confusion. Video. Will I am. Why? Will I am. Why? Maybe because they're both W's too. They look a little bit alike. And they also Not are very much, taken with themselves. They have very similar like characters, public yeah. personas. Yeah. Um, what do you got going on next week? Anything fun or exciting? Well, I, as per usual, it's if it's well, actually, it is earlier than usual. But this year, I'm going to the Homeboy Industries Gala event this Saturday. Cool. Got that going on. Uh, pizza party, but pizza party this week is also um, friend of the show Mercedes' birthday. So oh, we're wow, gonna be celebrating cool. that. Happy birthday, Mercedes! I will put, pass along, and then I have my gay playwriting. No, don't pass it along; just leave it on here because she listens. So when she Mike, hears it, she'll be. Grateful. I will never want them. Thank God they don't listen. I'm so glad they don't listen now. <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, well, what's funny is when we started this show, Joey, you were much more like trying to get your friends. Oh to yeah, listen, good, but yeah. I was always like. They don't have no stories to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So that's why I, people will say, oh, yeah. You know, th- th- what's funny is people will hear about the podcast and then they'll do that lip service to me, like, oh, yeah, make sure and download. What's it called? I'm like, I just kind of like change the subject because I know they're just saying it to be nice, but I still don't want that 3% chance to listen. So I'll say, right. oh, I'll text it to you. And I just never text it to them. Um, yeah. In fact, a friend of the show, Sonia. Uh, Sotomayor. Not Sotomayor, no. Uh, is an actress, and she's starting her own podcast, and oh, she cool. wants me to help her set it up. And so she's been cool. coming over to the house, and I've been teaching her, but um, well, at one point she was like, well, because she has the same mic that I do. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, let me hear how it sounds uh, on your podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was desperately trying to find a RuPaul's Drag Race recap on my i couldn't on my computer so i had to just 
I just scrubbed until I got to the part where I was talking, and then I just played like five. I was like, "Please don't let it be something horrible. Please don't let it be something horrible." And it was yeah. just like me going like, "Please don't be about double penetration. Yeah. Please don't be about double penetration." <laughs> yeah, and because she, you know what, you're right. She, I think she would be. She's a, she's a pizza party friend, so mm-hmm. she doesn't know like that side of Joe. Does that make sense? Right. Like yeah. the double penetration. Side. Yeah, she doesn't know about the, my obsession with <laughs> Willie Hernan Gomez. And all that. She just knows, like, the jolly fat man who goes to the pizza party. Right. So, luckily, it was something, I was just, like, something, it was, it was only five seconds, and it was something boring, like most of our yeah. show. <laughs> you found the one five-second window where you were boring. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> uh, what about your playwriting class? That's this week, too, right? You Yes. So is it weekly for how many weeks? Mondays, 10 weeks, until all the way till June. Oh, and just everybody's so cracked out in this playwriting class. There's going to be a ton of... This is, the other playwriting class wasn't a source of that many stories. This one, well, I can tell, will be a source of stories. Oh, good. Um, I am going to continue my suicide hotline training. <laughs> um, for some reason, it's funny for me to say. And it's funny for me I'm, to listen to. I'm also going to go... We have two movies. We want to see Beauty and the Beast and Power Rangers. I want to see Beauty and the Beast much more, but what is the way so, Steve? You can tell does not want to see Beauty and the Beast. He does. He does. He's a Disney lover. I saw it yesterday. And look, I'm in the minority. Every even John Paul, John Paul, and I usually are like on the same fucking page on everything. He and I were different here. I didn't hate it. I was just meh. I have a lot of I've things heard to say really too. Good thing. I have a lot of things to say about this. One, remember in the cartoon. Yeah. Um, this Mrs. Pot, I mean, Angela Lansbury, I'm not even say Angela Lansbury, sings Beauty and the Beast, but she's doing it like in a voiceover. Like Mrs. Potts isn't in the room singing it, you know? Right. She's just singing it and they're dancing. Well, in the movie, uh, Mrs. Potts sings, like, is in the room singing it, right? And then mm-hmm. also at the end of the movie, they sing it again. This Audra McDonald sings it at the end. And if I was the Beast, I would be so fucking pissed. Because at least in the movie, you suspend his belief, like, oh, well, he's not hearing this song. But no, no, no. Clearly, he and Belle are dancing to Mrs. Potts, who works for him, by the way. Works for him. Singing, like, like, um, true to say the least, tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. And I'm like, bitch, I am right here. I can hear you. You work for me. You could... Did, did you all get and then, then Audra McDonald sings the dance? So you know, like, did you all get together and write a song about how ugly I am? Was this a thing? Well, like musicals, you you don't. I mean, if that bothers you, you just don't think about it. Then <laughs> that's how you enjoy musicals, because not everybody just starts dancing either. That you you've been able to kind of forget that. Also, you know? there's not an orchestra playing but you've been able to forget that also in so. the, they also t- you know, they type a lot of the the plot holes the, the logic holes in the movie in the original mm-hmm. movie because like for instance one of the logic holes that have come up is you know you're telling me there's this village nearby who had never heard of a fucking castle or a prince that used to live there and turned into a no one had heard of this right right so they tie that up by in the very beginning of the prologue saying that the enchantress put a spell on the town that they forgot everything. Well, when when they're talking shit on the prince at the beginning, one of the things they say is that he levied heavy taxes on them to like support his lifestyle. You know, he becomes a beast, and then they you know go goes away because everyone forget he exists. 
So at the end, he comes back. Is that one of the things where everyone's like, yay? He's like, oh, thank you, townspeople. Now we're back to taxes. You guys owe me a lot of money. It's been a few years. Cough it up. Yeah. This, this, this shit doesn't take care of itself. We have to pay the clock now and the candle. Yeah, they're not. They, we didn't have to pay them before. Now we have to pay them. So pony up. Well, I'm, I'm going to watch it and I will let you know if I like it. Um, also, I have this. Uh, we're kind of starting this Friday routine where we eat bad food every Friday. I told you about. Mm, I have that routine every day, every meal. <laughs> so I think that that might continue. Like we've done, well, Red Robin. That's my favorite. And then like Joey Applebee's one. No, ugh, ugh, ugh. Why would you ever do that? Because there was a long line at TGI Fridays. <laughs> Cam and I did that for a while, but we did we did a little bit higher end. Um, yeah, but yeah, don't tell Steve. I'm kind of getting sick of it. I well, I get sick of stuff much quicker than he does. And even though we're doing a different place every Friday, it just still feels like we're eating at the same place. Like TGI Friday's menu is only slightly it's the like same ingredients in different order over at Applebee's or at Chili's or do you know what I mean? It's all the same food. Who's the one that has that bottomless appetizers? Oh, I don't know that. I haven't heard of that. Red Robin has bottomless um, sides. So if you eat a hamburger and fries, then your fries are bottomless. Or if you... J- Steve gets broccoli florets with his. This is why fucking Steve is fucking skinny. <laughs> and he gets bottomless broccoli florets. <laughs> Joey, not even like butter. It's just broccoli. And he likes it? Yeah. He gets like... Mul- he'll eat it and he'll ask for a refill. I don't even think I've had a, p- a broccoli in like two years. Oh, I do. I have broccoli. I'm just I probably I might I might even tonight. I eat a lot of broccoli. I, I mean, I just told the story a few weeks ago about how I made that broccoli forever. Oh yeah, the the pureed one. Yeah. Uh, What's your Saturday event? Uh, then I'm going down to Santa Clara for the day on Saturday for a diabetes event. <laughs> Uh, I want to say a couple of things, actually, before we close out here. One, a f- gosh, a long time ago, maybe like five or six episodes ago, um, I couldn't remember who my podcast boyfriend is, and he wrote oh, to right, us. Yeah. And yeah. so... Wasn't it Chris DC 77 It sure is, Mike Lawson. It's Chris DC 77 I think he wants people to follow him on Instagram at that same handle. So Chris DC 77 oh, cool. Joe Batanza's official podcast boyfriend. Look him up. Look him up. Um, also, um, you know, we released that um, very special Joe Batanz report, and we got some donations. Before we recorded, I forgot to ask one of them if he wants his name shouted out, so I'll ask him privately, and then I'll call him out next week. But one person that I know does, doesn't mind if I gave him a, a huge thanks is friend of the show, Tim from Alaska, who uh, a few oh, days ago... Nice. A few days ago, I got a, a, an alert that I got that Tim from Alaska had sponsored two students, which is amazing, oh, right? Thank you, Tim. Yeah, and then Mike, that's really nice. That's very nice. Right before we recorded, I went on Facebook. Remember, I messaged you. Yeah, and you ignored me. <laughs> you didn't. When I opened Facebook, there was a message from Tim from Alaska that you know his husband is currently in Guatemala helping poor kids, and he had a conversation about helping poor kids. And he sponsored three more students? Oh, my God. Are you kidding No. Me? Oh, my God. So thank you, Tim. Tim from That's Alaska. So nice. Up to five students. Thank you so much. Mike Lawson, I know you have the tally in front of you. How many students has Joey Boohacker sponsored? Zero. Okay. 
So, but he's done a few big blue tests. Yeah. So oh, did, has he, had, tell how many big blue tests has he done? Forty. Has he really? No, I don't know. I don't. We don't. I don't keep tally anymore. But he likes me more than you. Yeah. He sure does, <laughs> Mike. Because when he talks, I don't respond. I just <laughs> let him keep going. <laughs> I know. Now he just messages me. Um, Joe, it was so nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.